Amen. Give him another hand tonight. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and say, pick it up. No, I mean, tell them like you mean it. Pick it up. Turn to your other neighbor because that neighbor didn't get it. So he said, pick it up. Pick it up. Amen. Don't make me turn into my mama on you. She, I said, pick it up. Amen. Awesome. Awesome word. I tell you, um, it's just amazing how God orchestrates things because really to pick up what God has for you is to realize what he's done for you. Amen. And how many knows that we're free tonight? If you're saved, you're free tonight. He say amen. If you would stand with me for the reading of God's word, we're going to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Read to you a few verses tonight, and I, I plan to exhort you and, and to go into a time of prayer tonight. Just a phenomenal job, Brother Ethan. So proud of all of these young people again. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we're going to begin in verse 12. If you're there, say amen. If you're not, say oh no. All right, I didn't hear any oh no's there. Or you didn't say it loud enough. Verse 12. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech or great boldness of speech. This is Paul writing here. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to, to the end that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded. For until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which the veil is done away in Christ. You can say amen. It's done away with in Christ. But even unto this day, and he's talking about the Jews here. He's telling the Corinthians about his people, Paul's people. He said, but even unto this day when Moses is read or when the Torah or the law is read, the veil is still upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn or when we shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is Liberty. Turn to your neighbor and say liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass or a mirror, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. Let us pray tonight. God, we come before you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for its anointing. And God, I ask that we would have the ears to hear and the heart to receive what you have for us tonight. And Lord, I ask that you're just, you're, your spirit would preach in Jesus' name. And the church says, Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. So just to reiterate our scripture tonight, he is, Paul is talking to the Corinthian church, and he's using his people as an example, and he's telling them that when Scripture is being read and being declared to the the children of God, the Jewish people, that they are still blinded to the fact that their Savior has come and has made a way for them. 
They're still blinded to the fact that there is a freedom. They're waiting on a freedom, but they do not realize that they are already free. They are, they are waiting on liberation, but they don't realize that through Christ, if they would but turn to Him, as the Scriptures say here, the veil would be taken away. They would realize their liberation. And that's what I want to preach to you tonight. Liberated. Liberated. Um, the, the dictionary just says that to have liberty or to be liberated is to be set free from the domination of a foreign power, like our flesh, right? That's what we would call a foreign power or the enemy. To release someone from a state or situation that limits their thoughts or behavior. How many knows that you were lost in your trespasses and sin, but through Christ, again going back and alluding to the Scripture here, through Christ, the veil was taken off. You realized your sin and you realized the condition that your soul was in and you turned to Him and you were delivered from the state that you were in. You were liberated. You were set free. We, we talk a, a lot, uh, we talk a lot, Brother Chris, about liberty in this country. We were, were founded on this idea in this nation of freedom. Correct? Can everybody just kind of shake their head? Yeah. Class participation is important. And we, we, we hear that there's no nation like America, and I, I believe that, and there's, there's no freedom like we feel, and, and I, I believe that bit, but I, I, you have to realize the reason that freedom and liberty is so prominently spoken in this nation is because it has been spoken from the, its foundation. Even during the Revolutionary War and before the Revolutionary War, you have founding fathers that would declare that we need to be free. We need to be liberated from this tyranny of, of Great Britain. And, and we, we hear famous quotes, as, as Patrick Henry said, and he says, you know, give me liberty or give me death. And we, we hear all these things. But I, I want you to understand that in this nation, I'm going to draw a quick parallel here, in this this nation we see, and you can argue this with me, and, that, and that's fine, but I, I, I think it's very evident that you can see freedoms dwindling in this nation. I'm not going to get political and, and tell you Jade's thoughts on, on the pandemic and, and, and governors and that. None, none of that matters. But here's what I want you to understand. Uh, that as is going in the physical realm is going on in the spiritual because what is happening is the enemy is coming back into the church. Really, he's never left the church alone. And he's coming back in and he's trying, Pastor, he's trying to influence us. And he's trying to draw us out of the house of God. Trying to draw us away from the things of God. Trying to get us in front of the TV. Trying to get us in front of social media the, and our phones. Trying to get us at, at this event and that event. He, he's trying to do all these things. Why? Because he is trying to, to get 
get you to realize that you're not liberated and that you're not as free as you once were. It goes a lot with what Brother uh, brother Ethan was saying tonight uh, is, is that the, the fact that you have to, you have to realize uh, that there is a call of God on your life uh, and if there's a call of God on your life, uh, that means that you need to operate as you're liberated. You have to operate in freedom uh, to do what God is calling you to do. So we see that the enemy is trying to come in uh, and trying to hinder and trying to put that veil that Paul was talking about back over the people of God uh, so we don't see the glory in our church services, so we don't see the glory in our homes, uh, so we don't feel the presence of God in our prayer closet, uh, so we don't feel anything when we worship, uh, so we don't get uh, a sense that God is with us always, even until the ends of the earth. God promised us that, uh, but yet the enemy is trying to convince you that you are isolated, uh, that you are alone, uh, that you are a nobody, that you are good for nothing, uh, that you cannot do this, that you cannot do that. Uh, as he was saying, Moses probably had all these excuses, uh, and really he, he even spoke those excuses. Uh, well, God, I can't talk, and and I, I'm just this. I'm just a shepherd, and I'm just all these things. But you don't have, you don't realize uh, what Jesus told us uh, in John chapter eight is is simple, brother Chris. Uh, who the Son has set free uh, is free indeed. Uh, what you want? Well, let me translate that for you real quick. Uh, who I have set free uh, is free uh, indeed, indefinitely, uh, without doubt. Uh, God does not liberate us halfway. Uh, God does not give us a partial victory. Uh, God does not give us just a little dab of His Spirit. Uh, but I want you to understand that when His Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, uh, a river of living water became available to the church of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. So we see here that, that there, there's always talk of freedom in this nation and there's a talk of freedom even in the church. But I'm going to read you another quote from another founding father and his name is Benjamin Franklin and he, he said this, he says, They who can give up essential liberty to obtain a little bit of temporary safety Deserve neither liberty or safety. What he's saying there, and I, I, I don't feel the need to, to translate fully, but he's saying if you are willing to be comfortable so you can stay safe, you do not deserve your comfort or your safety. Church, I want to read you a verse in our text one more time tonight. Verse 17. Now the Lord is that Spirit. We just sang about that. The Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. There is liberation. 
And what happens in the church and what happens uh, in your own personal life is uh, the enemy convinces you uh, into a little bit of comfort and that little bit of comfort you don't realize uh, is taking your freedom. Uh, and, and I believe that, that what Benjamin Franklin uh, can be so ad- adapted so well to the spiritual realm. Uh, if you are willing to just sit there and be comfortable, uh, you don't deserve your comfort uh, and you don't deserve your say. Well, God, I can't can't say anything because what if someone thinks this and God if I worship that way I'm just I'm just I'm preaching to myself I'm preaching to myself tonight I'm preaching to these young people tonight I want you to realize that the enemy puts that in your mind well God if I if I worship that way or I move my feet a little bit what are people going to think about me listen I want you to understand that is a lie of the devil because what he's trying to do is take your freedom in worship and my Bible tells me in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. What is the Holy Ghost? Sister Terry, it's the Spirit. And my Bible just told me that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So if you are a believer in Jesus Christ tonight and you say you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, let me ask you this question. Where is your freedom? Where is your liberation? Where is your liberty to worship Him? Where is your liberty to lay hands on the sick and see them recover? Where is your liberation when it comes time to work in these altars that you feel at home and you feel easy going up to a young person and praying for them? Where is your freedom? Come to the music tonight. Where is your freedom? The Bible tells us all throughout the book of Psalms, it's filled with, pastors filled with praise, praise, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord at all times. Let His praise continually be in my mouth. I bless Him. I bless the Lord. The Lord is worthy. The Lord, it's full of praise. It's full of worship. And what you don't realize is that Psalm is a book of freedom. This Bible is a book of freedom. And I want to make you aware of something tonight. That the church of Jesus Christ needs to do what our our pastor quotes this verse so so often, but it's so true. Galatians 5.1 where it says, "To to To stand fast therefore in the liberty, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free. But there's a warning in there. He says, And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Do not let someone steal your liberation. The Lord began to speak to me. Monday, at my lunch hour, I just told Sierra, I called her and I said, listen. I I told her some things that God had just been depositing in my spirit overnight. I went in to an office, back office on my lunch break and I shut the door 
put some music on and I began to pace that, that, that office, that little 10 by 10 office. The Lord began to speak to me. He said, he said freedom has a sound. warfare back in the day there was a war cry before the battle during the battle and after the battle because these men were not just fighting for just anything they were they, they believed that they were fighting for freedom To, to shout in the church. Where's the liberty to dance before the Lord? I was with Pastor Jonathan Sizemore Sunday night. He began to tell me, he was talking about David, how he danced before the Lord with all his might. With all his might. Second Samuel chapter 6, you find that story. He, they, they're, they're praising God. They're, they're, they're playing music. They're offering sacrifices unto God. But when his, his wife, Michael, began to rebuke him over it, he told her in verse 21 of, of that chapter in 2 Samuel 6, he said, I, I, I did it unto the Lord. What was, what was David saying is, is, I have the freedom to look any way I want to because I'm worshiping Jesus. I'm worshiping the Father. Church, where's your freedom? Where's your freedom at work? I'm not just talking in the church now. Where's your freedom at work? To lay hands on that person when, when they need prayer or when God, not even if they ask, what if God prompts you? Well, God, what if I look? No, 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 no. I just read it to you, Galatians 5, 1, stand fast. Stand fast in your liberty, in your freedom, in your liberation because you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. Where the Spirit is, there's freedom. Church, this nation needs to see a free, liberated church. Because this world needs freedom from sin.
freedom has a sound. Let me, let me, you, you say, what, what are you talking about? We need to release a sound. We need to release the Holy Spirit. So we, we, by releasing the Holy Spirit, we release freedom throughout the house. Why is, what, what, how do you do that, Pastor? I give you a prime example. The Bible's full of examples, but I'll give you one of the best examples there is. Paul and Silas. They're in bondage, physical bondage, Acts 16. And Ethan, they're there because they cast a demon out of a woman. The freedom in them set someone free. And now they're in bondage. You know the story if you've been raised in church. Bible says at the midnight hour the spirit inside of them the Bible doesn't say they felt something they, they, they probably didn't feel like anything because they were beaten they were bloody, they were battered and they were bound up with chains and fetters and they were in that Roman chair and, and they probably didn't feel anything, the Bible say they felt one way or the other but here's what they knew is that where the spirit of the Lord is that there's the opportunity for freedom no there's the guarantee of freedom and the Bible says that they began to pray and they began to sing praises you see freedom has a sound and they began to sing they sing the psalms they began to pray they began to pray out loud and that whole prison was shaken up and not only were they set free but every prison cell was open because where the spirit of the Lord there's freedom I need you to understand there's freedom in the church in 2021. Freedom has a sound. It's the sound of chains falling off. It's the sound of Jesus on the cross saying, Father, into my hands. I commit my spirit. It is finished. Freedom has a sound. It's the sound of the ground shaking. In Matthew, where, where the Bible tells us where Jesus was raised from the dead, freedom has a sound. Acts chapter 12 it was the sound of people praying for Peter and he was set free in Acts chapter 4 it was the sound of the saints praying and the place where they were was shaken and they were filled with boldness in our text tonight. He's talking to the Corinthians about the Jewish people. He's saying, their hearts are veiled. They don't see the glory of God because they don't have the freedom of God. And they don't have the freedom of God because they have not received the Spirit of God. Cameron, the Jews were very religious people. Church, 
We'll give up our freedom because we don't want to be convicted. Hey, I'm, I'm just, Jesus, Jesus told me, He spoke to me, and He told me, listen, I expect you to live a disciplined life. You need to get your health in order. I'm just, I'm being honest with you. You need to get your, I want you to live an, an, an insane, disciplined life. That's what God challenged me to do. That's just Jake. tell you this, I'm not giving up comfort. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking up comfort to give up freedom. Because what Connersville needs is not another church, not another Sunday service. We talk about it all the time. Not all the programs. Not Those things are good. I'm not saying those things are wrong. But what they need is a church on fire and a church that's free. you to come tonight. hear the sound. Let God hear the sound of your voice. Don't be ashamed. Don't be backward. Don't be, don't be frightened by anything. No, you, you, you don't be intimidated by anybody. David was not going to be intimidated. He was not scared of Goliath. Why? Because he was free. There was an anointing on his life. He was free. Pastor Ron, I pray that today's message and program has been just a great blessing to you. And I just am uh, so thankful that we had the privilege to come into your home today or wherever you may be watching. I would encourage you to uh, continue to follow us. We're on all of the major social media platforms. Uh, we have podcasts that you can follow us with. I would encourage you to reach out to us and let us know. Our information's on the screen. And uh, if we've been a blessing to you, please contact us. Let us know. And we look forward to sharing the word of the Lord with you again uh, next time. God bless you. We'll see you soon.